these are the planetary placements for the week of april 8th of 2023 i'm using side drill vedic astrology new york new york noon time and i'm using the placidus house system we have the ascendant in gemini at 26 degrees in the first house about a week ago the ascendant in gemini was at 21 degrees in the first house at that time the degree of this energy was just getting started in the third deacon that is ruled by uranus the shocking but revolutionary change regarding all communications has started activists in any related field um, to you have been activated okay the mouthpieces of the future have begun to speak up and they have begun to speak out in the first house that is ruled by the warrior sign of aries the psychological and mental war on the minds of you and or others has officially started the conditioning of the minds of the collective were and are being attacked the energy around communication is aggressive and forceful using words to make others bend to the will of the speaker now i do find this to be very interesting because it is like a black and a white angel sitting upon the shoulders of many and both sides are speaking who do you listen to this is the theme of this placement currently war on the mind is who do you believe are you able to discern the truth from the fake uh, the game plan here is to quote unquote hire speakers to spread lies <laughs> with a passion with hopes that you are you know you stay in a conditioned and controlled mental state then there will also be speakers here whose game plan is to free you from that those very conditioned and controlled mental states there will be speakers whose game plan hold on i'm so sorry i think i'm repeating this basically both speakers are provoking triggers within the mind the majority is being triggered by hearing something that is unconventional and different this attacks those who are mentally controlled and dominated those who are mentally controlled and dominated will then in turn try to inflict those triggers upon the speaker who speaks of change and liberation from a distance all you will see are is clowns arguing you know the quote never argue with a fool because from a distance you can't tell who is who my advice to those who have been called to deliver messages about harsh harsh truths and realities be prepared to be attacked verbally by those who are mentally controlled and dominated be prepared to be attacked verbally from conditioned individuals who rely wholeheartedly on the lies that they've built their lives upon everything you are speaking saying and ultimately thinking goes against their slavery mindset and this is for any and all races my advice ignore those who attempt to attack you your character and your truthful beliefs you do not want to manifest a situation where others can't tell who the fool aka the liar is at this time your haters will emerge what you are saying is so unbearable especially if you are speaking the truth you are essentially waking up people's demons the descendant will be in sagittarius at 26 degrees in the seventh house about a week ago uh, as with the ascendant in gemini the energy was just getting started i can say the same for the descendant in sagittarius within the third deacon it is just getting started an internal desire passion and underlying attraction towards unconventional unheard of taboo knowledge has begun to surface and emerge thanks to the ascendant in gemini the sign of communication and curiosity well that was a week ago and so i think it's safe to say considering the degrees are advancing that your curiosity has only peaked it reminds me of a kid whose interest is piqued by a new toy or a puzzle game they're very quiet the same effects may play out for you for this upcoming week you will find that you are investing more time into whatever or whomever serves your interest at this time and again considering the degree sitting at 26 degrees it is notably notably close to cusping over into capricorn this is where your newfound interest and investments will become solidified have you ever heard the quote it takes 30 days to form a habit this energy is setting you up in this way 
Personally, I was experiencing a dry book reading spell. Okay, I just couldn't allow myself to read. About a week ago, I found an astrology book that piqued my interest, and so I bought it. Since then, I cannot put the book down, and it encourages me to read more books and to devote more or to devote and invest more time into reading. This reading habit then translates into my writing. I am now inspired to write blogs and to create, etc. All in a span of a week, I went from being a lukewarm reader to now developing a deep love for reading, thanks to the degrees that are boosting my will and curiosity. Now in the seventh house of Libra, this just indicates where and why you come off as knowledgeable and effortless in your whatever field of interest that you are in. The Ascendant can play a superficial role because it essentially plays a role in how others view you. Libra, the sign that rules the seventh house, resonates with that energy 99% of the time. On a superficial level, others view you as knowledgeable and knowing, or I'm sorry, knowledgeable and all knowing, uh, completely disregarding how much energy, effort, and time you put into learning and studying your field of interest. This could also play backwards where others undermine your knowledge and all knowing because they just see you on a superficial level. Refer back to the ascendant in Gemini in the seventh house. Anywho, they do not see or know how much time, effort and energy you would exert into gaining the knowledge that you have. And so the seventh house also deals with jealousy. And so there's that. Expect jealousy from those who are superficial and do not exert not even half the energy, time, or effort as you. I did a reading on Patreon about two weeks ago for Sagittarius's energy, and the title for that reading was called Not My Problem. I feel that tarot reading was explaining this transit literally, okay? And quote-unquote, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Now, the Midheaven will be in Pisces at 8 degrees in the 10th house. In last week's video, just kidding, according to last week's astrology forecast report, the Midheaven was in Pisces at 1 degree in the 10th house. As for mentioned above, the energies were just getting started. However, here in the first deacon that's ruled by Neptune, aka Pisces, there was a strong indication of the beginning of spiritual work. The degree of this energy is damn near cusping over into the second deacon that is ruled by Cancer, aka the moon. The moon directly deals with our beginnings here on Earth. This is essentially our genesis, so to speak. The moon illuminates our emotional natures, needs, and wants. The moon deals with our fears and our subconscious, amongst many other things. The point here is that the energy revolving around spiritual work is only intensifying. The second deacon ruled by the moon, aka Cancer, deals with independence, reclusivity, introspective or introspection, and a reserved energy, all of which come once the midheaven in Pisces progresses. Pisces and Cancer energies are very nurturing and healing, but also intuitive. Spiritual work is usually brought on, especially with Saturn or Capricorn energies when they are involved. When there's a blockage causing limitations and oppression to one's spiritual experience, which then can translate into our physical experience, healing needs to take place in order for blockages to be removed. But what does one do when there's a deep-rooted block? How does one fix what they don't register as, a, as broken? In this regard, how does one fix and heal what they do not feel is broken? This energy will be overwhelming as the degrees intensify, especially for those who have deep-rooted blocks that refuse to change and or truly feel that there's no need to change. Expect to see a lot of mental and emotional breakdowns from those who are fighting spiritual healing. Those of you who welcomed the spiritual healing journey a week ago when the energy was just starting, good for you. A genuine appreciation for independence, reclusivity, and more time for introspection the karmic rewards you earn are strong will and newfound appreciation for your uniqueness that is only nurtured with love genuine love the ic will be in virgo at eight degrees in the fourth house last week the ic in virgo was at one degree and so like every other placement mentioned above things were just getting started things were just getting popping 
The beginning of boundaries had taken root in comparison to the last week's report and how it was written. I can see how all over the place it was. Now I'm looking at what I'm writing last week as I write this week's and this current report just seems more organized in thought and format. I think it's appropriate to say that this energy um, lines are being defined and boundaries are being set. Things are starting to work more efficiently and things are starting to look clear and clean. Clear, clean and boundaries are mandatory to lay the foundation down to build upon. With the IC in Virgo this week, you may find yourself and or others around you cleaning, clearing things out, getting more organized, structured, and more disciplined. People, places, and things have their own areas. A routine becomes set in stone. Detoxing diets and health regimens may be implemented this week. Cleanliness is next to godliness, right? There is just an underlying need for organization and attention to detail this week. The full moon that occurred on April 6th of 2023 in Virgo also plays a major role with this transit or aspect and of course the energy that is at play. This can and will play out differently for some where this is a breaking down of a foundation uh, indicating major losses. The sun is in Pisces at 24 degrees in the 10th house. We were dealing with a lot of fake people and energies at the beginning of last week. However, this energy is more exposed now. There will always be two sides to every situation. Favorable and unfavorable. Fortunate and unfortunate. Happy and sad. Now with that in mind, those who perpetuate this fake facade in all things they do with the sun in the third deacon of Pisces now... The indulgence that took place in the second deacon will now be passionately and destructively heightened. Thanks to Mars, a.k.a. and or Mars and Pluto energy that is within this third deacon. This energy also indicates anger, which is to be expected when one is called out on their bullshit. They get angry. And I once heard a quote, a hit dog hollers. I was recently in a situation where I heard a dog screaming and I dropped everything I was doing to go find and help this crying dog. I find the dog and he appeared to be healthy and happy, which, you know, equated to me as a false alarm. And that's what I thought. I'm very sensitive to dogs. And so I felt the universe had played a trick on me with the sun in Pisces in the 10th house. The energy here appears to be easygoing. People will be appearing like great listeners, empathetic, psychic and or courageous and bold. It is all a lie and a facade. It is not real. Pisces energy can shapeshift into all signs within the Zodiac. The sun rules Leo and Leo rules the fifth house of entertainment, drama and acting. Okay. Place acting and shapeshifting in one room and we have an untrustworthy situation. Okay. Be mindful of using drugs, alcohol or having sex with people in general, but more specifically with the sun and Pisces in the third deacon. So this is just not the time. I don't think it's ever a time, but really not right now. Moving forward, it can also indicate danger that isn't apparent to you. In general, this just indicates keeping your head on a swivel, not trusting what you see or how others appear to be. Staying out of the possibly dangers of being bamboozled by people, places and things. This indicates with the moon in Libra in the fifth house, making sure you test the spirit and using discernment always or be prepared to deal with them consequences. The moon is in Libra at 24 degrees in the fifth house. Have you ever felt like being somebody else feeling like the mirror just isn't good for your health? I got stabbed in the back and crossed so many times. I don't know who to trust. I think everybody's lying. I'm finna give up because I'm so tired of trying, crawl under a rock and isolate my mind. These are lyrics to a song by a singer by the name of Rod Wave. The song is called Break My Heart. And as I began to type my interpretation of the moon and Libra energy, I was guided to play that song. In brief, the moon deals with our emotions, thoughts and fears. The moon constantly changes. How we feel always changes due to other circumstances. So essentially, there's instability here with the with this unstable energy in the sign of Libra, the sign of balance, peace and karma. And of course, people, the lyrics from this song, Break My Heart, begins to take shape. 
The energy derives from my last forecast report when I captured the moon and cancer in the second house on April 1st. During that type or during uh, that time, there was raw, authentic and um, deeply rooted emotions that were being realized and felt. People's true natures were being exposed. And with the moon in Libra, this injustice was being felt on a deep and vulnerable level. Before the song Rod Wave came on, I was guided towards Luther Vandross and his song Dance With My Father came on. And at that moment, I began to cry out of nowhere. As I'm typing this, I'm still processing my emotions, but I do know on a deep level I have pain from my father. I was adopted and I don't know who my biological father um, is. And the father who adopted me has always had an issue with saying he loved me, but more importantly, just being a loving father to me. As a result, I am wounded when it comes to men and it does manifest in any relationship I've attempted in the past. I'm also, um, I always attract emotionally closed off and shut down men. With the moon in Libra in the fifth house dealing with Leo energy, and Leo energy deals with casual sex, casual dating, fun, expression, creativity, pleasure, and inner child, I'm being quote unquote forced to deal with this. So stay tuned with how that manifests, okay? The dealing with it part. So far, I've been able to do is cry and dance. Um, you know, some deep feels and realizations will be occurring during this time, okay, about the pain and betrayal you've encountered in your life, but more so the root of why you had that encounter is pretty much the highlight at this time. All the injustices that occurred to you, um, the search for the why is beginning. If you have trust issues, you will come face to face with this fear of trusting others. This is a very vulnerable time indeed quote-unquote, is getting harder to tell the truth from the fake, and that breaks my heart, quote. It's essentially heartbreak season. Mercury will be in Aries at 13 degrees in the 10th house. Last week, Mercury was in its beginning stages of popping off. (laughs) Mercury was in Aries at 2 degrees, where the competition of who knows more speaks first and instills fear in others with their words began. It was the beginning of bullies using communication in all its forms to manipulate and provoke you or others. In the 10th house, this is with the intent to make you comply. There's a forcing of your hand here or the illusion of such. This is like getting notified that you have to work a mandatory mandatory shift. This is like people trying to pick a fight or test your authority. This was the beginning of a season of people trying to test your gangsta. In other words, in the spiritual community, we would call this your inner G. They are coming to test your inner G. Well, at the beginning of this week, on April 8th, the energy has only intensified. Mercury in Aries at 13 degrees is confident, bold, and very proud. For those utilizing this energy to be a bully, be prepared to be provoked. If you ignore this provoking energy, you will cause restlessness in the heart and minds of those who can't seem to get a reaction out of you. The series Why Are They Mad for Leo Signs, I highly recommend all to watch. This was the exact energy I was feeling. The title of that reading was They Are Mad Because You Look Like Them and Don't Act Like Them. You will notice others appearing bold, confident, and busy to compete with you. And they don't compare because you are all of those things in addition to being creative, idealistic, funny, loyal, friendly, protective of your energy and a great communicator. This is attracting masculine energy, but this is another reason why they are mad. The opposite sex is attracted to your intellect. It's giving me brains and beauty vibes. Most people strive for beauty, but they lack the brains and that's why they're mad because you have both. Venus will be in Taurus at two degrees in the 11th house. Venus in the sign of Taurus, the sign it rules, indicates a strong material energy. Material in terms of money, resources, and comfort that money brings. The thing is, not everyone values money in the same, nor, or not everyone values money the same, nor does everyone use money to advance or to control others. So with the moon in Libra, we discuss that emotionally there's true honest um there's true honesty with self 
regarding betrayals occurred during, you know, I'm sorry, regarding betrayals that occurred due to material gain. A lot of people's emotions change due to their self desires to advance. And in the society we live in, this means disregarding others' feelings and boundaries because you have quote unquote money. Quote, we buy a way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. How many times have you been put on the back burner because someone has to work or there's an opportunity to gain financially or materially? In the 11th house of gains in society, there will be losses and gains during this transit. Those who prioritize material gain over others and spirituality will lose. Others who focus more on true value found within self and spirituality will gain financial and materialistic balance is being had here and everyone's karma is being dished out you are what you attract literally last week venus was in aries in the 10th house those who are materialistically focused are attracting materialistic blockages and delays like attracts like others were attracted to fighting addictions and any attachments fighting to be free from the change that materialism promises this is in all facets of life you are releasing societal attachments has brought on or it will bring forth this freedom to be you authentically freedom will be coming for some and more material blockages for others just depends on what you're attracted to personally i'm attracted to being emotionally financially and physically free from attachments and obviously i want to be healthy in all of those uh, regards as well i'm attracted to being at peace even if that means being alone my peace is expensive and it's not for sale that energy will only expand in my life granting me more freedom and carefree energy to exert in artistic projects that i find true value in my happiness and peace is what I'm attracted to. And that's the very thing that I will be attracting. You feel me? Mars is in Gemini at 12 degrees in the 12th house. Mars and Venus to me play a game. Okay. Kind of like cat and mouse dynamic. This is like Tom and Jerry, if you will. With Mars and Gemini in the 12th house, it also gives off uh, the lure of sirens Okay, you know, the human like beings with the luring voices who lure sailors to their destruction by the sweetness of their song. Yeah, most people in society are lured into situations and controlled by the lure of some kind of financial gain and fame. In their quest, they oftentimes hurt, abuse, abandon and exploit people to ensure that they receive some kind of material gain. Whether that be for status, fame, money, power, respect or control. With Venus in the sign of Taurus in the 11th house of gains, everyone who abused their power in order to gain will now find themselves losing it all with Mars and Gemini in the 12th house of losses. The universe is literally setting up or setting it up this way, considering Venus and Taurus at two degrees was just at the peak of materialism, pleasure seeking and possessiveness. And then boom, they lose it with Mars in the 12th house. This is just, this is like just getting a taste of fame, power, respect, and then it's gone. Due to the superficiality of how it was achieved and acquired, Mars and Gemini at 12 degrees is fresh energy in the, or it's fresh energy for the second deacon. In the second deacon, the energy is ruled by Venus. Venus is exalted in Pisces. Pisces rules the 12th house that Mars is visiting currently. This is like going to jail literally and being stripped of all your material things everything being taken away from you a lot of people claim that they are not materialistic or dependent on finances for confidence and power the universe is setting it up to take it from these people to prove and to see if they can truly stand by that this energy can also be on um, this also can just be on the thoughts or just in people's thoughts at this time as well okay so a lot of people will be thinking about whether um so and so would still be around if they no longer had or did such and such so you know this is just not a good transit for people um who use others for financial and material gain in other words these hoes ain't winning anymore these players and pimps ain't winning anymore these false teachers and prophets ain't cutting it anymore these superficial relationships just aren't aren't being invested into anymore the manipulation of people's actions just isn't working anymore. 
double standards isn't being tolerated anymore injustice just isn't going out you know injustice isn't going out peaceful anymore submission isn't being practiced anymore and artificial concepts are just not being digested anymore Jupiter is in Pisces at 26 degrees in the 10th house. Jupiter's report from last week has not changed. And so I am able to copy and paste what I wrote last week. In hindsight, as I am slowly finishing up this report, seeing that Jupiter hasn't changed makes my life a bit easier because I can just copy and paste it for this week. Nothing is a coincidence. And so that's exactly what Jupiter is showing you moving forward at this time. Things are going to start getting easier for you and or for others. At this very moment, I'm going to insert my copy and pasted interpretation from last week. Jupiter is our spiritual planet and how we are spiritually rewarded based on our karmic debts paid off in the 10th house. Breaking through the limitations passed down to you by the world and your ancestry is rewarded by Jupiter. Jupiter only expands on what is already there. Those who broke free and paid the debt are being rewarded with more power and knowledge that can be alchemized into money. You're getting better at your gift, at your craft, and so the opportunity to earn more income is prominent. Perhaps your health or energy was lacking. Well, now you are being healed and restored and ready to create, etc. All in all, your guides want you to know you've been a great listener. It's clear you've been listening to your intuition. You faced your challenges and won, and now you're being gifted more psychic abilities, creativities, ideas, energy, more empathy, and essentially an easygoing life moving forward. Congratulations. Saturn is in Aquarius at nine degrees in the eighth house. Very strange things are happening, and I need to find out what that is. Last week, Saturn was in the ninth house, and this week, Saturn's in the eighth house. There was no retrograde that occurred within that time. This is a clear indicator that something or someone is attempting to hold you back. There's a strong challenge, aka square, that is occurring here. The only time a planet moves backwards is during a retrograde. Now, I did check the aspects, and Venus is squaring up with Saturn. And I just want to put you guys on, I use, I do the planetary placements before I tap into the aspects. So for those of you who are like, what do you mean? I checked the aspects and Venus is square. As I was typing this, I did not know that Venus was squaring Saturn. I didn't know at all. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Like I don't know the aspects until I get to them. Okay. So I was already energetically feeling something was wrong and something there had to have been some type of square or opposition going on. But moving forward, remember Venus is in Taurus, correct? So this is the money and value sign. And clearly Saturn is in the eighth house that is ruled by Scorpio. That's opposite to Taurus, but Scorpio is also the sign that deals with sexual and inheritances. Okay, or sexual energy and inheritances. Saturn plays the disciplinarian and you only need discipline when something is out of order or control. Whenever you have sex and money in the same sentence, and in this case, or in this astrological case, squaring up with each other, it, it's, it's not a good feeling nor a situation that's about to manifest. All right. Uh, so with that being said, a good portion of humanity will be dealing with harsh truths and realities concerning their illusions and defiant attitudes toward where sex value relationships and honestly, just the real honest to God truth about it all. It's less in time and they are mad. It's like a kid or it's like telling a kid it's time to go to bed and they start trying to get mad and turning up. Or it's like proving someone so wrong and now they're embarrassed and they feel defensive. This is like energetically sunning bitches, okay? They're taking notes uh, unbeknownst to you. They hide in it. They hide in that they taking notes. <laughs> now, with Saturn and Aquarius in the eighth house, those who use sex to gain money, power, and respect will be losing everything that was gained. Refer back to Mars and Gemini in the twelfth house, the house of losses. This is some crazy ass humbling occurring, uh, crazy ass humbling that is occurring at this time. They are mad. The ninth house where Saturn was last week um, is all about being disciplined and devoted towards spiritual pursuits and taking life seriously. Clearly, this week we are back into the eighth house or these people are. 
And in other words, people claiming to be spiritual, saved and sanctified and chosen are being left in the eighth house of death and transformation. This reminds me of the Bible scripture in um, in the Bible. It reminds me of um, the book of Matthew or the chapter Matthew. I think it's the book of Matthew, chapter seven, verse 22 through 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will say to them, I'm sorry, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Law matters occur in the ninth house. And we were in the ninth house last week. Now the energy's back in the ninth, I mean the eighth clear indication that god ain't fucking with these people uranus is in aries at 23 degrees in the 11th house uranus is responsible for sudden and shocking revolutionary changes in one's life uranus is also responsible for unconventional changes that mostly most likely bring upheaval in hopes of liberation Uranus is considered an outer planet, and with that understanding, its energy affects a society, a humanity of people more than it does you on an internal level. Okay, it's not a personal planet. Everybody gets affected by Uranus changes, okay? So, changes to our future, ascensions, awakenings, universal oneness, a whole. In order to change or to see change in the world, it all starts in your backyard, Uranus is responsible for that, responsible for your mind, for your intelligence, for technology, astrology, responsible for networking and originality can all be expected under Uranus's rule. Okay, this reminds me of a meeting uh, of minds. This could be a gathering of some sort. This is a gathering of students seeking to learn lessons on defiance, independence, authenticity, introversion, real talent, adaptability to new and foreign concepts unpredictability and illusions that the 10th house didn't offer okay those in the world who are under mind control and conformity they're restricted to these very energies these lessons this understanding okay these concepts are just out of their range all right at that point it's it's like a foreign language to them okay astrology technology all of these things it's foreign okay so this is what's going on you're coming off like a foreigner, <laughs> like who goes there? But anyway, Uranus is the key player shaking everything up at this time. There is a powerful shift occurring and they are mad. Those who have always felt different or that something was wrong or there's more to life will be lining up at the 11th house waiting to get into class to learn. If you watch tarot, this is why you keep hearing about school, education, and learning, etc. It's not necessarily college you're enrolling in, though that, that could be occurring. It really is talking about a spiritual energy, a spiritual class, okay? On these unconventional, unconventional um, concepts that are not taught in college. You get what I'm saying? Um, but it could play out both ways. It just depends on who I'm talking to. Anywho, Saturn is teaching harsh, lesson, harsh, harsh lessons on Uranus energy, and this will trigger people's Mars, okay? Their actions, their movements, all right? Their masculinity. It will change the decisions and actions people take, and the world don't want that, okay? A new world order is being taught, and it will rise. The revolution, revolution is amidst or amongst us, the evolution cannot be televised. Hidden information is being exposed for all to hear and to see. And only those who hear the call will follow. It is a very powerful energy at play here. Neptune will be in Pisces at one degree in the ninth house. Neptune is responsible for our dreams, visions, and connects us to our creator source. Neptune plays a major role in one's illusions, delusions, and glamour. Neptune is responsible for one's rose-colored glasses. Spiritual gifts and psychic abilities derive from here as well. All in all, Neptune is a very tricky planet with very tricky energy. Unless you have discernment, true discernment and judgment, anything Neptunian can and will confuse and elude you. And this is what these harsh lessons are teaching on. Neptune rules Pisces, and so it's very comfortable here. And where there's comfort, there's stagnancy and complacency. 
This is the theme of this transit. Those who are unwilling and unable to evolve, those who are unwilling and unable to rise to the occasion will be sent backwards to regress to learn the lessons all over again. Last week, Neptune was in Pisces, but still in the 10th house, uh, which is ruled by Capricorn, which is a very mature sign. I see that this week, Neptune is back in the ninth house of learning. So this is a clear indication that people cannot level up. They cannot change and ultimately unwilling to grow, unwilling to break the change and chains. And so they will resort back to their comfort zones and repeat the karmic cycles over and over until they mature. It's very simple. Neptune is within this uh, first deacon of Pisces. Okay, so the energy here is very stubborn, unintuitive, imaginative, romantic and an energy absorber. This is like the blind leading the blind. Okay, this is like minded people flocking together. Okay, but the people flocking together have no logic. <laughs> they are all in this same illusion together trying to guide each other on how to be in this illusion. All right. Basically, this is false prophets, fake this fake people, liars. They're all out here. They're all at an all time high gathering together. This is why if you read tarot or listen to tarot, this is why you keep seeing three of cups. And I promise you that three of cups would more than likely be coming out where there's a devil card there. I promise you any Oracle card reader, tarot card reader, they more than likely are pulling out three of cups with the devil cards somewhere within that reading. I know for a fact. So yeah, if you read tarot, watch it. Um, that's why you keep getting three of cups energy because these are people, the blind are flocking together um, and leading one another. <laughs> Jokes. Anywho, Pluto is in Capricorn at six degrees in the seventh house. Pluto is responsible for endings and new beginnings in our lives, transformations, crisis, and metamorphoses. Pluto, like Neptune and Uranus, is an outer planet. And so, yes, it affects you personally, but more so on a collective level, okay, a collective of people. Pluto deals with the renewal of our mind. And as I mentioned above, is our most powerful tool. Okay, in the Holy Bible, the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Most people conform with no questions asked. The world and the people in it have created systems to box you in. There's no variety. There's no flavor. There's no room for change or growth. The world has told you what to live and to work for. And what that is, is the American dream. Not everybody wants that. And yet the world is only set up for those striving to live that very dream. That's not real. Okay. Rules that aren't real. Okay. That they're inflicting upon us, upon you. All right. And most people just go along with it. Pluto deals with the generation of people or the mission or the mission in the current generation. Okay. So this means that energetically humanity is just not ready to evolve. There's another cycle of harsh lessons. Society is not learning. They are regressing. And honestly, on a spiritual level, this is another reason why you see some laws being vetoed and or abolished. All right. Example, the abortion laws. The path that people's ancestors paved for us is being obstructed and blown up. And honestly, it's like a slap to uh, like it's like a slap to your ancestors face. Okay, now this does not apply to everyone, but it does for the majority. The top dogs are now underdogs due to this very reason. Karmic debt is just adding up when we should be paying the debt. I did a reading a week ago for Gemini Energy, and it was about ancestors being fed up. This is a major indicator of a great fall, spiritually speaking. But again, as above, so below for those fighting the good fight and you're paying off your karmic debt, you will be exalted. Just watch. The North Node is in Aries at nine degrees in the 10th house. The North Node is finally direct. This is the moment I've been waiting for. OK, the North Node has uh, been retrograded for some time and now it's direct. This is great news for those who you've graduated and passed your spiritual tests You've been exalted and you get to pass go. This is all systems go, especially for those who have been um, adding the, that karmic debt. It takes a turn, though. 
okay so those who've been adding karmic debt all systems go (laughs) it's time to pay the piper or honestly it's the grim reaper really the north node was retrograded in aries in the 11th house last week and to reiterate the north node is the direction in which god wants you to go it's essentially the ace of wands in tarot it's like the fool card in tarot who embarks on an adventure a journey or a mission and we all start off as fools we all have 24 hours in a day over time we are expected to mature and in tarot this would be the maturity would become or i'm sorry maturity in tarot would be like the empress and or the emperor card okay it's going to be very clear or not during this time who is still in full energy and who has matured this is cause and effect personally when i look back six of cups energy i can honestly say that i've matured a great deal i can honestly say i failed a great deal as well i've learned from my mistakes and i take accountability of my current mistakes we are not perfect and we're um and we're not expected to be okay it's all about effort and growth for those exalted and moving forward you will be able to look back and acknowledge and celebrate ow you'll be able to look back and celebrate yourself others of you however you do not see a problem in your ways you don't want to change you don't want to grow or evolve and there are consequence there are consequences for all actions the north node is back in the 10th house that is ruled by saturn and i cannot express this enough humanity and the majority are being held back they've energetically signed their contracts they've chose their path enjoy lilith is in cancer at 15 degrees in the first house last week lilith was retrograded in cancer in the second house ruled by taurus at the time people's deepest desires were being evaluated it was being it was evaluated by those aware of their desires okay that you know this requires being in touch with your true authentic self to evaluate your true desires and to be aware of them most are too busy suppressing their true desires and needs because they don't know themselves intimately and truthfully those who are unaware of themselves with lilith now direct in the first house are going to be undergoing another harsh cycle of lessons in hopes that they are able to find themselves the universe is literally saying okay let's make these lessons harder let's apply more pressure in hopes to wake these motherfuckers up and to get them back on track lilith is in the second deacon of cancer okay so the energy here is ruled by pluto Mm -hmm. to refresh your memory pluto is currently in capricorn pluto deals with generations of people or the mission in that current generation so this means that energetically humanity is not ready to evolve another cycle of harsh lessons society is not learning they're regressing This is another reason why you see some laws being vetoed and abolished, like the abortion laws. The path that people's ancestors paved is being obstructed and blown up. And again, this is definitely a slap to your ancestors' face. Chiron is in Pisces at 21 degrees in the 10th house. Chiron is the planet that is responsible for pain, trauma, and triggers that seem to never heal or go away. For those who have chosen to heal and do shadow work and clear generational curses, you will find relief from your pain, trauma, and triggers. How? By what you did with your Lilith and Cancer in the second house retrograde energy. By choosing to honor your autonomy, your needs, and your desires. By asking yourself and answering yourself the hard questions about your passed down traditions and why you value them and why they even held value in your family has inadvertently healed you. The shackles have and or will begin to release you. This is again cause and effect. When you find that you are at peace, you know that you are healed. The fortune will be in Capricorn at 26 degrees in the 8th house. The fortune in astrology, to my understanding, is about energetic and astrological jackpot. It's like the hidden treasure chest under the sea. And didn't Easter just pass? This is like going, this is like um, being on an Easter egg hunt. For those who sell out for material gain and fame, here's your prize. The fortune in Capricorn within the third deacon is being set in your ways, attracting situations that make you bitter. Grudges and resentment will be born during this transit. A lot of regret is the prize these people work so hard for. It sounds like the joke is on them. 
On the flip side, others will be receiving their spiritual inheritances. You have proven yourself to the most high where it counts. Your ancestors are proud. Enjoy and heightened, I'm sorry, enjoy heightened intelligence. This may seem like nothing, but think about it. The most important universal law is understanding that the all is mind. With your heightened intelligence, this means you have access to the all. Your brain can handle multiple abstract, abstract concepts, so this unlocks creativity. With the expansion of your mind, the expansion of your life ensues. You have access to higher realms and realities. This is like having access into realms of wealthy, into the realms of the wealthy and the opportunities that those realms can bring as above and so below. You are wealthy, clearly spiritually wealthy, and so below the wealth is going to start raining down. Creativity creates opportunity that is unlimited. So in English, anything you touch at this point turns into gold. This is alchem alchemy. This is like the temperance card in the tarot. You've alchemized misfortune into fortune. You have money, power, and respect. Congratulations. And lastly, the vertex is in Scorpio at 13 degrees uh, in the fifth house. The vertex in astrology, in my opinion, is comparable to a sinkhole in the galaxy, maybe a tornado or a whirlwind. You are either getting caught in that tornado, aka the storm, and or you are the storm. Storms bring destruction and chaos. Imagine getting caught in that. Well, with the vertex in Scorpio in the fifth house, these people who are witnessing your fortune and blessings, this is setting these people off. For those who are now top dog, for those who are winning, understand others are not. This is a severe storm. This is a severe karmic storm for all of those who choose to refuse to change and evolve. And it's very simple. It reminds me of being caught in the rapture. It's like getting caught in the flood. And then look around the world. You see a lot of chaos with the weather. This is symbolic. Those caught in the storm are feeling real confused and patient and very moody. Meanwhile, some are off in sunny weather, creating, delving into their artistic gifts. Others are just focused on their intellectual pursuits and ideas. Others uh, may be dealing with romance. This is a possibility for romance to be blooming up at this time. Um, but there's always two sides to everything. When one is winning, another is losing and it's life. Okay. And life is actually happening right here, right now. Cause and effect. Your decisions and actions play major roles in your experience. This is why those caught in the storm are mad because you are off in sunny weather, minding your business. Their problems are not your problem, and that is why they are mad. This is a report on the oppositions and squares that will be felt and dealt for the week of April 8th of 2023. I am using side real Vedic astrology, New York, New York, 12 noon time, and I am using the Placidus house system. Venus will be squaring up with Saturn. Venus is the sign, uh, Venus is in the sign of Taurus, the sign that it rules. So this indicates a very strong material energy. Material in terms of money, resources, and comfort money brings. Those who are materialistically focused are attracting materialistic blockages and delays with Venus squaring up with Saturn. Saturn plays the disciplinarian and you only need discipline when something is out of order or control. Whenever you have sex and money in the same sentence and in this astrological case squaring up with each other, it's not going to be a good feeling or situation manifested. And so with that being said, a good portion of humanity will be dealing with harsh truths and realities concerning their illusions and defiant attitudes towards sex, value, relationships, and just the real honest to God truth about it all. It is lesson time and they are mad. And that's what you can expect with Venus squaring up with Saturn. The ascendant is squaring the sun. So the psychological and mental war on the minds of you and or of others has officially started. The deep rooted conditioning on the minds of most is being attacked. The majority is being triggered by hearing something unconventional and or different. 
This attacks those who are mentally controlled and dominated. Okay. Those who are mentally controlled and or dominated will then in turn try to inflict triggers upon you or whoever speaking this unconventional and different ideas and thoughts and trajectory. Okay, and all of this is in in the hopes of cha- bringing forth change and liberation. So you just have people who are mad that you're trying to liberate people and give them their power back. <laughs> Anywho, um, this is triggering them because with the sun in Pisces, we are dealing with a lot of fake people and their demons are being exposed. People who have been conditioned and don't know who they are are being triggered at this time to awaken and to transform. The square, the challenge here is people's ego that is protecting this false identity that is ultimately getting in the way of this very awakening. A hit dog hollers and these people will be exposed and no one likes being exposed in broad daylight. However, it's still happening. The ascendant is squaring up with Jupiter. Okay, so fake people and their demons are being exposed People who have been conditioned and don't know who they are are being triggered at this time to awaken and transform. The square, the pressure being applied here is due to Jupiter and Pisces. Remember, the sun is currently in Pisces as well. Jupiter, aka our ancestors, are applying pressure for people to awaken so that they can expand. So they can live an easier life by way of moving forward. Jupiter is the planet of spiritual blessings. Most never get access to their spiritual blessings because they're too busy living a lie. They're too busy striving for materialistic blessings when it's not real and very temporary. Can you imagine dying unevolved and having to answer to that? Can you imagine answering to God about why you did not complete your mission on earth? Can you imagine telling God you were too busy striving for materialistic wealth, gains, and attention? It's a joke, and I'm alive and well, and I'm thinking that this is funny. So just imagine being dead. Like, this shit is a, it's a joke. <laughs> like, you're a joke, but they don't know. <laughs> the Ascendant is squaring out with Chiron. Chiron is the planet that is responsible for the pain, trauma, and triggers that seem to never heal or go away. For those who have chosen to heal and do shadow work and clear generational curses, you will find relief from your pain, trauma, and triggers. Because you've healed, you are in a position to teach about healing. The challenge here with the square is dealing with unhealed and stubborn energies who want to challenge the teacher, basically. You have energies who will act childish to get attention or to get a reaction out of you in hopes that they can break you or expose the weakness that you've healed. This is giving troll energy. These trolls are trolling because it's another ditch effort for them to ignore their own growth and accountability. Ignore them and carry on. There are those who want to learn and heal genuinely and it will be wise to exert your energy there instead. When the student is ready to learn, the teacher will appear. Do not appear otherwise. The Midheaven is squaring up with Mars. There's a strong indication of the beginning of spiritual work. Healing needs to take place in order for blockages to be removed. But what does one do when there is a deep-rooted block? How does one fix what they do not register as broken? In this regard, how does one fix and heal what they do not feel is broken? This energy will be overwhelming as the degrees intensify, especially for those who have deep-rooted blocks that refuse to change and or truly feel that they don't need to change. Well, here comes Mars to solve the problem or to create a problem to solve. (laughs) Most people in society are lured into situations and controlled by that very lure of some kind of financial gain or fame. In their quest, they oftentimes hurt, abuse, abandon, and exploit people to ensure they receive some kind of material gain. Whether that be status, fame, money, power, respect, control... With Venus in the sign of Taurus in the 11th house of gains, everyone who abused their power in order to gain will now find themselves losing it. (laughs) Mars is in Gemini in the 12th house of losses. The very thing motivating others to act the way they do, making the moves that they make in attempts to avoid spiritual work and healing, well, now they are losing it. 
So example, if there is a job that is consuming all of your time and that's your excuse to ignore doing spiritual healing, spiritual work, well, the universe is just going to remove the job. If you are lazy, God is going to light a fire under your ass with maybe, I don't know, a health issue to get you moving and to get you to seek proper but consistent healing. If a relationship that is done but you refuse to release it, I promise you, God will dissolve that relationship. I need you all to understand that God is in control and you are not. I need you to understand that free will does not exist. (laughs) I need you to also understand that God is forcing people's hand. I rather personally, I rather be obedient than to have to sacrifice. These people refuse to be obedient. And so now they have to make sacrifices against their will. And it hits harder when you have no choice in the matter. You have no control. The North Node is squaring up with Pluto. For those who have been adding karmic debt to the to to their collections plate, <clears throat> time to pay the piper, really the grim reaper. The North Node was retrograded in Aries at, in the 11th house last week. And to reiterate, the North Node is the direction in which God wants you to go. It's like the Ace of Wands in Tarot. It's like the Fool card in Tarot who embarks on an adventure, a journey, or a mission. We all are born in this world and start off as a fool. We all have 24 hours in a day. Over time, we are expected to mature. In Tarot, this would be the maturity in Tarot would be like the Empress, excuse me, or the Emperor card. Pluto is responsible for endings and new beginnings in our lives, transformations, crisis, and metamorphoses. Most people conform with no question acts. This means that energetically humanity is not ready to evolve and another cycle of harsh lessons will be starting. Society is not learning. They are regressing. The pressure here is coming directly from the ancestral realm. The path that our ancestors paved is being obstructed and blown up. It's like a slap to the face to our ancestors. It's like being it's like being in a wealthy and prestigious family and you're the one who ruins the family reputation. All the hard work your family put out or your family put in is ruined because of you and your stupidity. This is like being a child of a CEO and you take over the business and ruin it and you run it into the ground. It's very sad indeed. This is not the case for some who have done the work. I'm only addressing the low vibrational energies at this time. The North Node will be squaring Lilith. Okay, so this this aspect indicates confusion. And that's the challenge. That's the square here. Those who are not awakened and not on the right path feel confused. Something isn't right, but they can't pinpoint what it is. They are looking for something wrong outside of them and see nothing. Most do not know themselves authentically. They've built their lives on a lie and it is so deep rooted at this point. The pressure being applied in the North Node energy is coming from the ancestral realm. It's spiritual. This energy... Is I'm sorry, most people are disconnected from this energy. So how does one itch this scratch? You have to do what's never been done and most won't. Most are too busy suppressing their true desires and needs because they do not know themselves intimately and or truthfully. Those who are unaware of themselves with Lilith now direct in the first house are going to be undergoing another harsh cycle of lessons in hopes that they are able to find themselves. The universe is literally saying, okay, let's make these lessons harder and apply more pressure in hopes that they wake the fuck up, this knucklehead. All right, they're trying to get you on track here. So with this transit, people may suffer through their physical health. Mainly. Lilith is also squaring up with the moon. And any time there is disease or issue within the body, it's a strong indication of suppressed emotions. With Lilith squaring the moon, health scares are to be expected at this time. On a lower level, like a very superficial level, you may experience dry skin, acne, bloating, swollen feet, constipation, and heightened appetite. 
no one is perfect. So we're all going to be affected somehow, some way. It's just levels to this shit, okay? So you could be dealing with the superficial things I named, or it could be on a severe level depending on who I am talking to. So this could go all the way up to cancer or death for real. It, it's, it just depends on the karmic debt here, all right? Um, so personally, medical astrology will kick in for you guys, and I know how to do medical astrology. However, I digress. Personally, I've been dealing with super dry skin and bloating, so dry skin deals with Saturn and the sun. Bloating deals with the moon. And I personally have my sun and my moon squaring each other in my natal chart. So what I've been suppressing emotionally is causing my Saturn, sun, and moon placements to cause me to have dry skin, cause me to um, emotionally eat, which then ultimately results in bloating. My body, which essentially represents the first house, is showing me where I need to direct my focus. I need to lose weight and to get leaner, which is associated with Mercury. So basically, my body is telling me that I need physical activity, okay? I need physical activity to balance out my moon and my sun that is natally squared. And this will also assist me with a clear mind, right? Which is a, a attributed to Mercury. Lilith is all about our innate needs, desires, but emphasis on our nature, when that is suppressed for an unbearable amount of time, nature will eventually take over. And this is the challenge with this transit. Your body is talking to you. Are you understanding the message? Are you honoring your body's needs? Remember, health is wealth. Now, this is particularly scary for those who do not know themselves or what their body is telling them that it needs. Most people think that they are hungry when their body is really thirsty. Most get the signals and messages wrong when it comes to their body. This is like having a car and filling it up with the wrong gas type, then being completely oblivious to your car's performance. Most people do not know what they need or want on an autonomy level, and so there's no way that they can give you what you need or want. And so that, con that, that toxic cycle continues. Stress and strife is born, both of which are silent killers. This is going to manifest somehow. So nature will always win. It would be best to honor your, your nature instead of fighting it. Lilith is squaring up with the, I'm sorry, Lilith is squaring up with Mercury. Okay, so there's a, there's a forcing of your hand here or the illusion of such. This is like getting notified um, that you have to work a mandatory shift. This is like people trying to pick a fight or to test your authority this was the beginning of a season of people trying to test your gangster. In other words, in the spiritual community, we would call this your energy. They're coming to test your energy. The square here is the fact people always challenge and test others instead of themselves. They expect others to prove themselves like they're important. This aspect explains why you will notice others trying to compete with you. The funny thing is they're trying or they're coming from an inauthentic space and then they want to argue and compete with authenticity. They don't know who they are, but they want to argue and compete with others who do, who, who do know who they are. Personally, I answer to Kristen. I am not, I am not arguing with someone about my name, nor am I proving my name is Kristen. You have energies around you that want you to prove that your name is Kristen. And this is just an example. They want your social security card. They want your birth certificate. They want you to, uh, they want you to obtain all of this information and proof to provide it to them like they are important or like you owe them an explanation. They have so much energy. People have so much energy to check your credentials, meanwhile completely disregarding that they lack credentials themselves. People always expect from others what they can't and won't do for themselves. With Mercury and Aries, you have some who are naturally bold, confident, and just busy, okay? Or your mind is just racing. Others pretend to be that way. So this energy with Lilith squaring Mercury, this is the fake versus the real. Who you think gonna win? If it's us, da-da-da. Who you think gonna win? The fake, the real. Who you think gonna win? The moon is opposing Venus, okay? So have you ever felt like being somebody else, feeling like the mirror isn't good for your health? I got stabbed in the back. 
and cross so many times. I don't know who to trust. I think everybody's lying. I am finna give up because I'm so tired of trying and crawl under a rock to isolate my mind. Those are lyrics from the singer Rod Wave. And I want to emphasize on the isolate my mind part. This is the effect of such an aspect. No longer wanting to connect with others because all you are attracting is toxicity. And feeling like it would be best to isolate your mind, which translates into your heart, body, and soul. You are completely at odds with those around you and feel it is best to stay to yourself. With oppositions, this indicates other people and you can't control other people. Most people in society are superficial, materialistic, and just not worth your energy. And there's an acceptance that is occurring here. Squares in astrology challenge you, but they give you an opportunity for growth. This is within your control, but not oppositions. You've been crossed so many times, stabbed in the back so many times, you don't know who to trust. And so it's best not to try, especially where your emotional well-being is concerned. Rod Wave lyrics continue to say, and I quote, It's getting harder to tell the real from the fake, and it breaks my heart, end quote. It sounds like a lock has been placed on your heart chakra, um, or this is what's about to occur um, on a collective level. There are people who are just very protective of their energy. And honestly, more power to you. Put a lock on that heart, girl. Put a lock on that heart, sir. In other words, these people ain't shit <laughs> but hoes and tricks. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Sorry. Lastly, we have the moon opposing Uranus. With oppositions, this indicates other people and you can't control other people. Most people in society um, are superficial, materialistic, and just not worth your time or energy. And you're starting to accept this. Squares in, astro squares in astrology challenge you, but they do give you the opportunity for growth. This is within your control, but not oppositions. You've been crossed so many times. You've been stabbed in the back so many times, and you don't know who to trust. So it's best not to try. In the meantime, bars... The opposition and the acceptance that you can't change people, it's a lost cause. So you're washing your hands with the majority of society and you're starting to create changes for the future. You're starting with yourself. You may be blessed with a meeting of the minds in the creating of a new future. The evolution cannot be televised and at this moment a revolution is arising. There's very powerful energies here at play and I personally felt the call I am just done with humans, period. I'm done, okay? I keep everyone at a distance and I do not get emotionally involved anymore. I'm busy creating content and getting focused on receiving spiritual messages pertaining to the future. I am not concerned with love, friends, family, or entertainment. I am not entertained. I am a part of a powerful movement and I will not be like this world and conform. I've detached. I've given myself permission to not care anymore. Everything I see around me is dead and I'm focused on rebirth for the future generations.